KYA is sponsored by Book Squad Goals. Want to join a book club you can attend anywhere, anytime? Listen to Book Squad Goals, a bi-weekly podcast covering a new book each month and fun pop culture takes in between. Head to booksquadgoals.com to see the reading list and to check out the Book Squad blog. Ooh, that's really hard to say. Book Squad blog. Hey, YA listeners might enjoy the YA Book Club blog series where we chat about a new YA book each month. Listen to Book Squad Goals on Apple Podcast or your podcatcher of choice. Book Squad Goal. It's the book club for your ears. Uh, and it's Book Squad Goal with a hashtag in front. Welcome to Hey YA. From great new books to favorite classic reads, from news stories to the latest in on-screen adaptations, Hey YA is here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. Hey YA is a book right podcast hosted by me, Kelly Jensen, and Eric Smith. We are recording on Friday, July 19, 2019, and I realize I haven't said lately that we were mentioned in Forbes, so I will mention that again. True. Yes. We- <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It is a you know, nice, quiet, but very, very hot day mm, in, same. Uh, in same. Philadelphia. Same. <laughs> it's funny because everybody on the East Coast has been talking about how hot it is, and I keep wanting to say to them, like, yes, literally everything east of the river, and I realize people out there don't call it the river, uh, you know, the Mississippi, the big river. Um, uh, yes. Everybody east is dealing with just like tremendous heat right now, and I hear that it's like cold in some parts of the West Coast, which is weird to think about. Um, just how how wide ranging the temperature span is. It's like it's 135 degrees warmer than it was on the coldest day here this year. Like that is mind boggling <laughs> to me. Well, you know, the world's ending. We're just gonna. Read lots of good books. <laughs> <laughs> that was slick. That was slick. <laughs> um, I've been reading and loving. Well, I finished it, I guess. Uh, this book that I won't name yet because I'm gonna. It's one I'm gonna talk about later in the show. But um, have you ever read a book description and realized that like um, the author wrote the book for you and oh. nobody else? Oh yes, absolutely. Because this is that book and. Um, this author found all the things I loved and put them together and just like, I enjoyed the book just so unabashedly. And, um, I just trusted the whole way it would be as fantastic as I wanted it to be. And man, I can't wait to talk about it a little bit more, but like, I, I read the description. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to love this. And then as I started reading, I'm like, yes, this author like wrote this book for me. Um, in addition to like the mysterious book I'm not naming yet. Um, I'm, about halfway through the next normal Klein book for Hey YA Extra Credit, um, and that's No More Saturday Nights, which features the first male main character I've read, and um, many of the reviews were mentioning that it's um, supposed to have some humor, but, like, everything I've written in the margin notes has been WTF so far. Like, this has been the most (laughs) bizarre um, and strange and uncomfortable read so far from, like, it doesn't hold up perspective and also, like, 
<laughs> just like egregious sexism everywhere oh, in this boy. one. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What have you been reading? Uh, well, I finished reading uh, Wilder Girls. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember in like the last episode, uh, we were talking about the jacket copy and how like the premise alone is like mm-hmm. book shaped catnip. Uh, for the two of us, like deadly virus, trapped on an island, survivalism. There's a, they're trapped at a school on the island, um, and how we were surprised uh, we hadn't gotten the book. Um, and yeah, it hit number two on the New York Times bestseller list uh, the week that we are recording. Um, yeah, started reading it, and it was pretty much everything I had hoped it would be, and I was really, really uh, happy about that. Um, but it's funny, like, uh, yeah, we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, I feel like I didn't hear a lot about the book, um, but apparently it was everywhere. But I guess I'm just in, like, some little bubble <laughs> where I kind of miss out on stuff like that. Um, but it just reminds me how much, like, goes on behind the scenes with books that we don't get to necessarily see. You know, librarians, mm-hmm. booksellers, all the stuff that goes behind making a book a hit. And yeah, I feel like that might make for a good mini episode one of these days. Like, you yeah. know, how did this happen? You know, talk to, like, someone who is instrumental in a in a book success uh yeah our listeners might like that and also me who is desperate to have a breakout novel that i'm writing would be what <laughs> might appreciate those hints um and as for things it's I'm, funny i i don't mean to cut you off here no, but like no. as you were saying that so i read it as well and i was a little bit less enthusiastic than you were about the <laughs> book um like it it fell short in some expectations I had for it. And it's funny that you talk about how you were in your bubble and didn't like, didn't know about it. And so you were surprised to see it hit, you know, the top of the New York times list. And, um, that makes me think sometimes that it's good to miss the buzz because you can build up this, this idea in your head of what the book is. And then Uh when you read it, you can be disappointed, right? Like, I think that was the experience I had with it because Mm -hmm. it was catnip for me. It had everything in there. And then I read it and I was like, oh, like it didn't, didn't do what I was hoping for it to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I see. And. And it's like the exact opposite of yours is you went in with like no expectations of it. No, you know, like you knew that the uh, description sounded like something you would um, love, but you didn't go in with like the everybody telling you to read it Mm -hmm. or like this belief that it was going to be the perfect book for you. Um, It's just it's an interesting thing to think about, like how we set our own expectations for a book. And then when it does or doesn't like live up to the expectations we set, as well as sort of the expectations that are built around it from outside of us. Yeah, it's true, because I was like, oh, look at this underdog book that no one's talking about. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) apparently everyone was talking about it. (laughs) I just missed it. Um... And yeah, I guess as for things I'm reading, um, yeah, most other things, I'm mostly just getting caught up on client books, um, which one of my authors did something really interesting where she's like jumping genres in a really big way. She normally writes like really fluffy YA contemporary and she sent me this like dark horror novel. Uh, and I just, I love how some people are able to do that. I, I, mm-hmm. How? How does it work? Like, how do the Mindy <laughs> McGinnises of the world make that happen? Uh, and it was good. I'm really, I'm excited to shop it around when it's ready. But that's um, awesome. Yeah, I love that too. I love sort of being surprised by the range that some authors bring when you kind of get to know them for one thing, and then they like pull the rug out, and they're like, "I've also got this thing," and uh, <laughs> just fun. It's fun. Do you want to hit our uh, first sponsor before we dive into the meat and bones of like this show that is like very much an us show? <laughs> oh yes. 
So our first sponsor uh, is TBR, Tailored Book Recommendations. Uh, TBR is Book Riot's new subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. Been dreaming of a stitch fix for books? Well, now it's here. Tell TBR about your reading preferences and what you're looking for, and sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. Sign up only takes a few minutes. Answer a couple of questions about what you'd like to read and what you're looking for. Link up your Goodreads profile if you have one, and you're done. TBR subscribers are matched to bibliologists based on their requests. Love thrillers and want to read more romance? Looking for poetry by writers of color? Uh, and maybe some space opera? We've got someone who knows just what to choose for you. Each TBR delivery contains three titles in the recommendations only level or three new hardcovers, and you'll receive a new shipment every three months. Give your bibliologist feedback, update your preferences to stay in line with your reading goals and expanding horizons, and basically, you have your personal book concierge. Uh, recommendations only is $15 a quarter or $49 a year. Hardcovers are $75 a quarter plus $4.79 shipping and handling. Annual subscribers receive free shipping. Recommendations only is available worldwide. Hardcovers are available in the U.S. You can sign up at mytbr.co. That's M-Y-T-B-R dot C-O. Yes. All right. So let's dive into the rest of our show. Um, so yeah, I'm, la I'm laughing about this because this is just like, it's so perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, when we're kicking around ideas, um, you know, it's summertime. It is the, the, the time for vacations, uh, you know, working in publishing right now. Everything is sort of quiet for me in my day job because everyone's away. Everyone's on vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it got me thinking about uh, why novels about vacations. Um, we were joking around uh, asking if there was a, a vacations from hell book with one another in those anthologies. And oh, surprise, there is one by Libba Bray <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the, that run of uh, From Hell collections that came out a few years ago. And this is sort of a I guess like the non-fiction listicle version of that anthology. <laughs> uh, Vacations from Hell to the Lost World or something. <laughs> um, and uh, it's funny to think about, like, vacationing books because I feel like they're all over the place. You know, like, some are, like, sweet and wholesome. You know, like, I think about, like, Love and Gelato uh, by Jenna Evan Welch. Um, and others are a terrifying nightmare, like the Vacations from Hell collection. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to, to dig into these. Me too. And I will start with, um, oh, maybe one that I don't want to take. And that is uh, A Fierce and Subtle Poison by Samantha Mabry. Uh, it's about a boy named Lucas who is spending the summer as he does every year in San Juan, Puerto Rico. His father is a hotel developer there. And Lucas has always heard stories about the legendary cursed girl of the island mm. and has always hoped that someday he gets to meet Isabel and um, discover that everything he's heard about her is real and that she is a sort of magical magical girl. Uh, so when he begins to get letters from Isabel at the same time his girlfriend mysteriously disappears, Lucas begins to wonder if Isabel can help him find her. But of course, soon he finds himself entangled in a poison-fueled girl and gets far more than uh, he kind of expected. The, the book is really, really smart. It's about uh, heroism, about girls staking a claim in their own stories, 
about uh, cultural values and how white men, in particular, think they control and own everything. Um, it's it's beautifully written. It's this lush, gorgeous language. Um, and I say I don't want to take this vacation because I don't want to hang out with Lucas at all. Um, I would maybe hang out with Isabel. She seems like she'd be kind of fun. Um, and, and I feel like she might know some good legends of the island with her own background. So, um, you know, I say I don't want to go. Now I just talked myself into a trip there. So maybe I change my mind as I start talking about this book and remembering how much I like it. Um, and that is Fierce and Subtle Poison by Samantha Mabry. I loved that book. I like Samantha Mabry a lot. Um, mm -hmm. It made me think about like being in grad school and having this professor who was like obsessed with like Nathaniel Hawthorne and like, Oh God, he's the best person ever because there's that, that what's it called? That, um, the poison, uh, the girl, the, 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 the what's it called? The house that's made of poison and the oh, yeah, scientists yeah, and everything. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, it made me think about that a lot. And that, uh, that pretentious professor. I wonder, I wonder how he's doing. So, uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, so my first rec is, um, and we're off by Dana Schwartz. Um, so this is an underrated read. I don't think I've talked about on the podcast yet from one of the funniest writers around. Uh, and we're off is the story of a teen who is sent off to Europe by her grandfather, uh, with a catch. She has to create an original piece of art at every single stop along the way, uh, as he's been patiently nurturing her artistic passion for years. Uh, and then surprise, her unsupportive mother decides to uh, tag along on the trip. Uh, and of course, uh, hijinks ensue, and it's a really delightful mother-daughter, uh, you know, European road trip. Um, and if you don't follow Dana on social media and the like, uh, you really should. She wrote a memoir that was hilarious. Her articles are great. Uh, and she has an upcoming book uh, adaptation of her Guy in Your MFA Twitter account. Um, <laughs> if you don't follow this Twitter handle, uh, I highly recommend you do. It is, is a parody of, like, every like snooty guy you've ever had in a writing class ever, you know, writing about, like, a 20-something-year-old in Brooklyn. And you, you will just... You will just love it. Um, and I can't wait to pick that one up. Um, but her YA, uh, and we're off, <laughs> is available right now. My next one is Burn for Burn by Jenny Han and Siobhan Vivian. Um, when we were talking about this theme, I like really stuck to like island vacations I don't want to take or maybe do if I convince myself. Um, Actually, no, I don't want to go to any of these islands. I want to go to a thing that's not an island, which I'll get to in a minute. But anyway, Burn for Burn. Um, is from an incredible power duo writing team like Jenny Han and Siobhan Vivian, perfect together. Um, but I'll start with saying I've only read the first book, uh, which reads far more like it's an all realistic uh, series than it really is. Uh, ultimately, we see sort of the magic in the later series. And I say that as somebody who's only read the first book. Um, and that's because of my series reading challenge and not the books itself. Um, so this is a, a really twisted story of payback that's set on the mysterious Jar Island, and it's told through the perspective of three teen girls who will do anything they can to set the record straight about who they are, and uh, that they want to get revenge, which we find out why and what the revenge is toward. Um, 
It's a story about not knowing who is and isn't good and what reputations even mean. Um, basically, as I was reading this, I thought to myself, I don't want to hang out with any of these girls um, or visit this island because I never, ever, ever know who to trust. And, you know, I if I'm going on an island where I'm going to be removed from, oh, you know, lots of my creature comforts, uh, I want to be able to trust somebody on the island. Um, and, and in this one, I might not even trust the island itself. Uh, and that is Burn for Burn by Jenny Han and Siobhan Vivian. Right. And sorry if I'm uh, a little bit silent while you are discussing your wrecks. Uh, there's someone else in the podcast room next to me. Uh, and as much as Every all of listeners might want to hear the. Uh, I don't know. I, I work in a co-working space, so there's lots of tech people here. So I think they're talking about I don't know, JavaScript or or Ruby on Rails, Ruby on Rails, or, or whatever tech people talk about the mainframe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a tech person. Uh, <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. So my next wreck is uh, Love and Other Trainwrecks by Leah Conan. Um, There's another book I haven't talked about on this. Um, and this book kind of gets me angry because it's, like, set in my favorite dream vacation spot, which is an Amtrak train. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I really love long train rides. Uh, there have been a few times where, like, me and my wife went to visit her family in Michigan, and, like, I opted to take a train ride home by myself. Um, this is pre-baby, by the way. I'm not a monster uh and, just, <laughs> and i'd be on the train for you know two days of just like reading writing and you know eventually a little bit of regret because as fun as those rides are you get a little you do get a little stir crazy um and in love and other train wrecks uh the premise is just so sweet there are two teens who meet on an amtrak uh and they're stuck basically next to one another uh talking uh during an east coast train ride it's not a terribly far train ride i feel like they go from New York City to maybe it's Virginia, I think. So it's not super far, but it is long enough that you can definitely have a novel in there. Uh, and of course, <laughs> things happen that keep them there for uh, a little while longer. Uh, and yeah, it's a super street uh, sort of setting that I hadn't seen before. Like there's lots of YA romances in like airports and on planes. But yeah, long train ride. Uh, not so much. Uh, so yeah, pick this one up. It is super fun and just came out last year. And that is uh, Love and Other Trainwrecks by Leah Cohen. So I'm going to talk about another island I don't want to go to. And that is the one in uh, 10 by Gretchen McNeil. Because I don't want to go to Murder Island, okay? Everyone's <laughs> going to this big house party. It's the house party of the year out on Henry Island. But it turns out it's not so much a party as a bloodbath. Uh, when the teens of the party discover this DVD with the message, Vengeance is Mine, and the island is starting to be ravaged by a storm, things are going to go down and not in a good way. Um, this is a revisioning of Agatha Christie's and then there were none I believe and um haven't read the original but enjoyed this one and it's funny I went back to read my original review of this one and apparently I didn't like it but yet here I am years later and I remember it well enough and also remember it fondly so you know do what you will with that it's always interesting when you go back and you read your reviews when you're like i have fond memories of this book and you read the review you're like oh apparently i did not at the time um but this was a, a creepy one it's a thriller it's got some horror elements to it um 
it would be really good for readers who loved um, Stephanie Perkins. Uh, there's someone in your house. This would be a nice one, like, to hand off to them next. And that is 10 by Gretchen McNeil, and I'm not going on that vacation. Yes, that does not sound terribly pleasant. <laughs> uh, and I'm very excited about the news that's in, like, Gretchen McNeil's sort of bubble right now with, like, the, the BBC making, like, her other two books into TV series or movies or or something. She's There There are good things happening. I'm, I'm, this I'm pretty one, hyped. Wasn't this one made or is in the process of being made into a movie, too? Like, one of the um, – I feel like it was part of that – group that were made into Lifetime movies, but maybe I'm making that up. No, there was one that was a Lifetime movie. I think it was 10 that was the Lifetime movie. Yeah. Um, but then there's, there's like, I think Get Even is being made by the BBC oh, yeah, into something. Yeah. Um, yeah, good for her. Lots of, like, I hope she has lots of movie posters in, uh, in her house. Um, <laughs> and speaking of uh, books that are movies, uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs is my next vacation pick. So hear me out. Uh, <laughs> in in Miss Peregrine, you know, a teen travels through a time loop, beats a bunch of odd superpowered children who are being hunted by evil forces, falls in love with his grandfather's ex-girlfriend who has remained a teen for decades. Uh, that last part isn't terribly important, but it's kind of funny when you when you really think about that relationship in that book. Um, but what kicks off the story is that when the grandfather passes away, it becomes a reason to travel abroad and try to get some answers. Uh, so uh, Jacob and his father head to Wales um, on this little trip where uh, the dad thinks he's going to finish writing a book, which is also quite hilarious. Uh, and that's where the trouble uh, begins and kicks off uh, in the story of Miss Peregrine. Um, so yeah, the whole story is, uh, you know, starts off as a little vacation uh, and then gets, uh, you know, a little peculiar, I suppose, is, is what you could say. Uh, and that's uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs. This is the vacation I want to go on. And it is um, in The Devil and Winnie Flynn by Mikol Ostow. And um, so it's not an island, but a summer vacation that is one you won't forget. Um, and it's one I wish I could take. Um, it also, like, let me tangent here for a second. It makes me want... The new Kate Alice Marshall book, Rules for Vanishing, so bad. Um, I told myself I wasn't going to talk about, you know, our favorite books where you're stranded somewhere and, um, you know, <laughs> you have to survive. And I wasn't going to talk about that, but I'm going to. Um, Kate Alice Marshall's next book is called Rules for Vanishing, and it's a Blair Witch-style docu-novel. And if the publicist is listening, please, please, please know that this is the HeyYA wheelhouse, and both Eric and I want this book in our mailbox, like, like none other. But anyway, aside, putting that aside, um, The Devil and Winnie Flynn is about a um, behind-the-scenes of a horror docu-series, which is why I connected the two. Uh, so when Min Winnie's mom dies, she gets this letter from her aunt, who lives in New Jersey, and her aunt is inviting her to spend the summer with her as um, a production assistant on her hit television show, Fantastic Fearsome, and uh, she will be working on determining whether or not the Jersey Devil myth is real, if there really is a Jersey Devil. Uh, Winnie doesn't believe in ghosts, but uh, the summer might change her mind. The book is told as a letter to a friend, and it's it's a really, really wonderful book about grief and loss and ghosts and what we do and don't choose to believe. Um, I've said this is a, a summer vacation I'd love to go on. 
even if Winnie doesn't. Um, sign me up for the creep factor. And also one of my life goals is to be an extra in a horror film. So like, I feel this would be pretty close to, to that experience. Uh, that is The Devil and Winnie Flynn by Mikol Ostow. That, yes. And we <laughs> like her. Um, let me see. My next pick is one I haven't read yet, and that's Wander Love by Kirsten yes. Albert. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I haven't read this one yet. Uh, oh, I, you would I, love I, it. Yeah, I really like her. Um, so I'm going to read the uh, jacket copy here. Um, are you a global vagabond? Uh, no, but 18-year-old Bria wants to be. In a quest for independence, her neglected art... Uh, and no strings attached hookups, she signs up for a guided tour of Central America. The wrong one. Middle-aged tourists with fanny packs are hardly the key to self-discovery. Uh, <laughs> when Bria meets Rowan, a devoted backpacker and dive instructor, uh, and his outspokenly humanitarian sister, Starling, she seizes the chance to ditch her group and join them off the beaten path. Bria's a good girl trying to go bad. Rowan's a bad boy trying to stay good. As they travel across a panorama of Mayan villages, remote Belizean islands, and hostels plagued with jungle beasties, they discover what they've got in common. Both seek to leave behind the old versions of themselves. Uh, but the secret to escaping the past, Rowan's found, is to keep moving forward. Um, Bria comes to the comes to realize she can't run forever, no matter what Rowan says. If she ever wants the courage to fall for someone worthwhile, she has to start uh, looking back. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I can't believe I haven't read this one, because I know Kirsten Hubbard worked as like a travel writer. Maybe mm -hmm. still does, I'm not sure, uh, for a really long time, and was a backpacker. So you know this comes from like a real place of experience. This one, too, it's really cool. It, um... It has her own drawings in it as well. Oh, no way. So there's, like, fun little illustrations throughout that um, the author did that fit in with the story and Bria on her adventure. I really like this one. It was it was a nice one. Um, but also, go read it. Why haven't you read it yet? I know. I know. It's, like, on my bookshelf. <laughs> um, I see you have one more listed, which I don't, actually. You have a whole bunch listed, Eric. Yeah, like, you went like to town on this one. Go for it. All right, sure. So my next one uh, is With Malice by Eileen Cook, uh, throwing an international thriller into the vacation from hell <laughs> category. Uh, we meet a teen girl that's on a school trip to Italy that's supposed to be all fun in the sun, uh, and then she wakes up in a hospital room, and she's not quite sure how she got there. And she's at the center of a murder investigation. So there's amnesia, <laughs> travel, media twisting the story. Did she do it? What doesn't she remember? What does she remember? Uh, there's so many questions, and it makes her a really exciting and twisty mystery. Uh, and definitely a trip you don't want to be on. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but one that you're happy to read about from very far away. Uh, and that is With Malice by Eileen Cook. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of, like, go-to vacation travel books that, like, I legally can't talk about because I've talked about them too often on here. <laughs> um, but just a quick bulleted list. Um, <laughs> you know, Meant to Be by Lauren Morrill. Hot Dog Girl by Jennifer Dugan. <laughs> takes place uh, during the summer, you know, and she's at a... At a uh, <laughs> Uh, Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins, which isn't really a vacation. You know, they're studying abroad, but still. Uh, Conspiracy of Us by Maggie C. Hall. Um, uh, this One Summer, which is a book Kelly and I both adore mm -hmm. by Mariko and Jillian Takami. Uh, and of course, if we're talking about camping, you have to bring up Lumberjanes. Yes. Yes. These are all solid picks, even though we've, uh, we've talked about them a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did finally, finally was able to put Hot Dog Girl on um, request at my library, so I should get it soon so I can, like, 
finally give in to your um <laughs> your never ending screaming about it. Hooray! I've actually gotten some uh DMs on Instagram recently from people that read the book because they saw it they they heard it on the podcast <laughs> and they like tagged me in Instagram stories like I heard about this on Hey I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Love keep, it. Keep doing that. I like that. Um let's Let's dive into our next topic. Oh, weirdly, like I, I put this little thing at the beginning of our vacations from hell segment about um, talking about Wilder Girls and then kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show. Um, but I wanted to say for readers who loved Sawkill Girls by Claire Legrand, I think that um, Wilder Girls would be a really good next book. Like the two of them are also set on islands where creepy things happen and um, would not be vacations that I want to go on either. Yes. And also, you know, we're talking about, uh, we're here diving into, to ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is totally a good segue here from vacation and travel reads because, you know, camping, <laughs> summer trips, you know, the, the one place you want to kick back and tell the scariest stories is when you're traveling together and feeling entirely unsafe in a new location. Yes. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you like, Ghosts are my favorite, favorite, favorite horror trope and also my favorite non-horror trope. Um, I think in part because I believe in ghosts, though I don't believe that ghosts are like out to get us. They're just kind of there hanging out and uh, sometimes they they communicate with us and other times they're they're fine just like observing. Like we definitely have, I live in an old house, it's 120 years old. We definitely have ghosts around and the ghosts here are pretty friendly. Um you know, like, they've never scared me. They haven't communicated a whole lot. And um, I'm pretty sure that they watch us and they're like, wow, you have a lot of animals in your house. Like, we don't know how we feel about this. Um, but I, I think, like, it would be real bummer. The, the bummer about being a ghost is um, you can't eat because the food would just fall through you, right? Yeah. Um, I, I Maybe I just haven't figured out, like, ghost mechanics yet and how that works. But... Um, you know, I'm just working on my own personal knowledge here of, of ghosts. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I love ghost stories so much because there's so much you can do with, with ghosts and it's not always in the context of like being scared. Yeah, no, that's true. Should we, should we start? I'm going to start. I'm yes. so excited. Okay. So I, at the top of the show, teased this book and I'm going to scream about it now because it was so so enjoyable. Um, and it's called We Speak in Storms by Natalie Lund. It's out September 3rd, so about a month after this podcast hits. And this book was my catnip. It's set in a small Illinois town called Mercer. And um, for anybody who's familiar with Illinois, it's somewhere near the Quad Cities. Um, and I, I bring that up because the Quad Cities are referred to as the cities. So you know how small this town is when that is sort of like the, the hot and happening place. Um, so 50 years ago in Mercer, there was a deadly tornado that killed dozens of the teens uh, who lived in this town. A lot of them were out at a movie theater when the tornado rode through and they they weren't able to get out. So 50 years later, when the story is set, another tornado rolls through the town on the anniversary of this big deadly storm and 
suddenly ghosts arrive. Those ghosts begin to follow three teens who are living in Mercer. There's uh, Callie, who is losing her mom to cancer. Joshua, who is, um, he's fat and he's gay and he's not being accepted by his stepfather. And then there's Brenna, who is one of a handful of people of color in this town. And she is struggling to um, deal with, with her own background and her heritage as well as dealing with this breakup that she's just had and wrestling with how she fits into this town and how she fits into her family more broadly. Um, this is a book about ghosts and tornadoes. Like the two things I love most put together in one book. And then also it's about grief and regret and love. And it's this big literary book where you have sort of like a Greek chorus from the voices of the dead teens who just don't want to be seen as the dead teens. They want to be remembered as individuals. And then you have these teens who are alive today who are struggling to figure out who they are. And it's just, oh, it was so brilliant. I loved it. And um, it's a big book. It's like 500 pages. And um, I could not put it down. It was so, so good. Um, we Speak in Storms by Natalie Lund. Uh, awesome. Kelly Catnip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. So the first one I want to bring up, I have a bunch of, uh, little blips here, um, is one I haven't read, but I, I really need to because I've, I've liked her other books and that is, uh, The Girl from the Well by Rin Chikuro. Mm, um, I love that one. Yeah. Like it's a ghost that basically hunts serial killers, like an mm -hmm. undead Dexter. Um, let me read the jacket copy here. Um, you may think me biased, being murdered myself, uh, but my state of being has nothing to do with a curiosity toward my own species, if we can be called as such. We do not go gentle, as your poet encourages, into that cold night. Uh, a dead girl walks the streets. She hunts murderers, child killers, much like the man who threw her body down a well 300 years ago. Uh, when a strange boy bearing stranger tattoos moves into the neighborhood, so she discovers does something else. And soon both will be drawn into the world of eerie doll rituals and dark Shinto exorcisms that will take them from American suburbia to remote valleys and shrines of Amori, Japan. Because the boy is a terrifying secret, one... That would kill to get out. Uh, and yeah, there's a fun little blip at the end of this that describes it as Dexter meets the grudge. Uh, <laughs> and it's based on a well-loved Japanese ghost story. Yeah, um, I was going to bring that up. I had to look up the official name for it. But it's um, Bancho or Okiku is, mm -hmm. is the idea of this Japanese ghost. And it's a really common, um, a common ghost story in Japan. And I thought that... Uh, this particular take on the story was just fantastic. I loved it. Um, I, I mentioned I really love ghost stories and like Japanese ghost stories are just so wonderful. And I felt like this was a really um, interesting, you know, interesting take on the story. Yeah. Did you say, yeah, the grudge, the grudge is the, um, it, it's similar to the grudge playing on that same kind of common story in Japan, but still giving it something totally new and fresh. My next pick, apparently I'm just going to geek out about ghosts the yes. whole episode. <laughs> uh, my next pick is A Room Away from the Wolves by Nova Ransuma. Um, we've talked about this one before, but I couldn't not put it in here. Uh, it's a story about a girl named Bita who, after 
hearing too many lies and broken promises from her mom, as well as um, her desire to escape from this abusive home she lives in, um, she sets out from her home to head to New York City. She's gotten this room at a boarding house called Catherine House, where um, it's a young women's residence where her mother had once lived. And the history of Catherine House is really tragic, and it's complex, and also magical. And Beta learns what um, that might mean when it comes to the girls that she meets there. Um, it's a ghost story that's lush and lyrical. It's about girls, about ghosts, about our connections to material things of the world, um, including relationships that we hold on to, even when we sort of know we shouldn't hold on to those relationships. And anybody who's read a Nova Ren Sumba book knows that it's going to be perfectly creepy and also perfectly satisfying. Um, it's a shorter book. I was sort of surprised when I read it because I thought it would be much longer, but like it packs so much into such a tiny space and it's just like it's a master class in telling a ghost story where when you get to the very very end you're like I need to read that again and pick up all of the clues that she dropped in here um, and that is A Room Away from the Wolves by Nova Rensuma. Yeah she likes her ghost stories I mean isn't mm-hmm. like 17 and Gone is, is kind of a ghost story right like they're, they're the, the well so is like... Imaginary Girls yeah wow yeah well, okay <laughs> I feel like I feel like all of her YA has been um, a ghost story in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What do I have next? Um, okay, so uh, Shudder by Courtney Almadia is one that mm. I've talked a few times about. It's definitely an underrated YA gem, despite having a uh, a Stoker nomination. Nation, which is also the the perfect thing for this book to get nominated for, um, because it's about a descendant of Van Helsing who can see <laughs> uh, spirits through a camera's lens. Uh, she hunts those ghosts down, uh, but when her and her friends get cursed by one, the clock is ticking until they uh, become the hunted. I'm also realizing all my picks have to do with either people that hunt ghosts or or ghosts that hunt people. Eh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of hunting going on here. <laughs> That's uh, Shudder by uh, Courtney Almedia. My next pick is Anya's Ghost by Vera Brosgel. Um, it's been a really, really long time since I've read this graphic novel, but I wanted to mention anyway. So, like, some of my, my memories uh, of the details of this are a little sketchy, so you're getting kind of like a basic overview of this <laughs> one. But um, it's about a girl named Anya who falls down a well, which is, you know, totally embarrassing to fall down a well. But when she does, she meets her new best friend down there. And that friend, I don't know, happens to have been dead for 100 years. No big deal. Um, Anya had been really struggling to fit in at school. And she thinks that having this ghost by her side might help her social status. Um, Or, you know, might help her worry less about fitting in and enjoy being who she is as she is. Um, And that is the totally delightful Anya's Ghost by Vera Broskel. Nice. And then I have just one more quick blip um, about another ghost <laughs> hunter. Um, and that one's Anna Dressed in Blood by mm. Kendar Blake. Um, a teen is tasked with hunting down a ghost uh, known as Anna Dressed in Blood, who's been haunting a old Victorian mansion for quite a while. Um, and anyone who comes in there, uh, you yeah, know, 
gets killed pretty much immediately by Anna, um, except in this case, uh, she doesn't kill him. Uh, there's some sort of interesting uh, connection between the two of them um, that I won't get into because I don't want to ruin it. Um, it is a duology, um, and it is her debut, uh, which is, you know, worth mentioning because for some reason, when, when Three Dark Crowns hit and became this gigantic bestseller, uh, people kept calling it her, her debut, the, the, the mm. Crown books, and it's like, well, no. She had another big best-selling book that came out uh, a while ago with Tor. Um, yeah, don't look up the sequel when you're reading about it, because the, the, the description of the second book will absolutely ruin the first novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a duology. Very fun, very dark. Um, yeah, check this one out and see where she started. My last pick is um, The Dead Girls of Hysteria Hall by Kate Allender, and I thought this book was hilarious and i loved the twist on uh the haunted house story i i often say that horror books are very very funny uh this one is funny so like people who are not deep horror nerds will not be like wow she thought this was funny and it's like super horrifying it's not (laughs) this one this one is actually really funny um it's about a girl named delia who um her and her family are moving into this new house that they've inherited, and the house is a former, quote, care and correction center for wayward girls. Uh, the inmates, when they were brought into this um, facility, and I'm going to call them inmates purposefully, um, they were not mentally ill, but rather they were these really strong-willed and outspoken girls that uh, society had deemed unacceptable. And a lot of those girls are very similar to who Delia is now. Um, The house itself wants to keep the troubled girls trapped. And, oh, Delia finds herself trapped in the house with no way to get out either. Um, It's a fast-paced, super compelling ghost story. It's got tons of twists and turns. And I thought it was just totally delightful, fun horror through and through. There's almost no blood and guts, and um, the the spooks are sort of that gothic um, haunted house style, which I don't know, is one I really love, too. I guess I love any ghost story, but that, you know, like, gothic, old, old-timey feel, uh, the play with mental um, insanity, the play with how strong women were were once deemed as hysterical just really brilliant and also just a lot of fun and that is the dead girls of hysteria hall by kate allender nice that's a great title too yeah Um, it is and then i just have a a couple like middle grade rapid fire picks uh So, uh, Spirit Hunters by Ellen O was really fun and delightful. And there's a second book that just came out. Uh, City of Ghosts by mm-hmm. YA superstar Victoria Schwab was really fun. Uh, and then Ghost Squad by Clarabelle Ortega is a book that comes out next year that I am really hyped about. They're all good ones. I didn't even think to put any middle grade down, and now I'm a little mad. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like you can get lost with like middle grade ghost stories because that's just, I mean, that's a lot of middle grade, right? There's a lot of ghosts in middle grade. Well, it's the perfect metaphor for middle grade, yeah. you know? Like, kind of like ghosts really fit with YA for the same, not the same, but for a very similar reason. There's a lot that can be can be played with. I, I just really freaking love ghosts, okay? Like, <laughs> I cannot, like, with how much I love them. And it's one of those things that I sometimes forget until I start reading one of those stories. And I'm like, why don't I read just this? Um <laughs> Why isn't every book tornadoes and ghosts? Like, 
<laughs> in one book, you know? Like, oh man. All right, before I like continue on and on and on about this, let's let's just wrap up the show. Um, thank you for tuning in this week. If you have any feedback about the show, let us know on Apple Podcasts. Tell us how we're doing, and it helps other people find us. Thanks again to today's sponsors for helping make the show possible. And of course, you can follow me, Kelly Jensen, on Twitter and Instagram as Veronica Kelly Mars, where I don't talk about ghosts as much as I should. And you can follow Eric Smith on Twitter and Instagram as Eric Smith Rocks, where he gets in arguments with people on Twitter. And uh, we will talk to you again in two weeks for a full episode. And I will be back next week with a Hey YA extra credit about the book where I've written nothing but WTF in the margins. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.